Grace and mercy and peace be with you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So for the last five weeks here at Saints Peter and Paul, we've been looking at spiritual disciplines. This is the last week of this sermon series uh, on these, these activities, these practices, these, these practical things that we can be doing in our daily lives to grow in our relationship with Jesus and deepen our faith in Him. These are not commandments. These things are not mandates. You don't have to do any of them, but they are invitations to you. Gifts from God, where God is inviting you to hang out with Him, spend time with Him, get to know Him and invite Him into your heart and into your life. So over the last five weeks, the things we have discussed so far are uh, reading the Bible, prayer, fasting, generosity, memorizing scripture, and today, music. Music. There are many other spiritual disciplines than these, and you can look them up for yourselves, but these are the ones that we've chosen to look at during this sermon series. Today, music. Now, I don't know if you know this. Maybe, you, maybe we've never met before, and you're, this is your first time at our church uh, I was playing the guitar and singing here this morning. I love music. Making music has been a part of my life, my entire life. I still remember the day that my older brother, who's three years older than me, came home from his very first piano lesson. I was about uh, five years old at the time, and he was so excited about his piano lesson that he wanted to show me what he had learned. And not only did he show me what he learned, but he also taught me that very day what he had learned at his lesson. And that year, just months later, I was signed up for piano lessons myself. (laughs) A couple of years later, uh, maybe about six years later or so, my brother, my older brother, got a guitar for his birthday. And anytime he was out of the house, I would sneak his guitar and teach myself how to play it. So that's how I learned guitar. And right around that same time, it was about fifth grade, I picked up the trumpet, played that in band. And, and by the time I was in eighth grade, I was actually our church's full-time organist, all right? So playing organ, guitar, accompanying the church choir. Music was a huge part of my life, obviously. Throughout college, I continued to play in bands and lead worship and play organ. I've been able to continue to do that throughout my life and still to this day in this church. Now, having children of my own, our home is filled with music. I've been teaching my own children how to play piano for the last number of years. We have a music corner set up in our basement with guitars and banjo and microphones and all kinds of stuff. It's noisy at my house, but there's almost always music going on, and it is a ton of fun. All right, I share that so that you know my resume. (laughs) but also that you know that this, this, is, this is how I come at this topic of music. As, as somebody who's, I've been making music my whole life. I, I love it. I cherish it. So this is the lens by which I approach this topic. Now maybe for you, maybe your musical life has not looked the same as mine, and that's fine. Some of you sitting here, you might say, Pastor, I can't even carry a tune. The dogs howl if I try to sing. <laughs> Some of you might say, if I tried to keep a beat, it's like I have two left feet. That's fine. But I want to tell you today that whether you think that you are talented at music, or whether you even like making music, 
that music has played an integral role of your life, in your life. Music has played and continues to play a huge role in your life. If you've ever paid attention to a television show or to a movie or even to a sporting event, have you ever noticed how much music is present? Whether in the background or in the forefront, it's everywhere. I'm sure you're probably going to watch TV today. When you do, pay attention to how much music there is and imagine, just imagine, what would this show or movie be like if there was no music? It wouldn't be nearly as dramatic or scary or suspenseful or maybe even funny. Music plays an integral role in your life. Music takes the words and the images and it locks it in our brain in a different kind of way than anything else can. Let me prove it to you. Give me a break, give me a break, break me off a piece of that. All right, thank you. I didn't even sing the tune right, I don't think. If I had asked you, tell me the slogan for the Kit Kat bar, what, uh, I bet you would have sung the jingle in your head. Kit Kat bar, give me, right? What, what, what is it? Like, you wouldn't have been able to come up with that without the music, I don't think. So what is it about music? Well, it, it is. It is proven that when you take music, that is notes and rhythm and words and combine these things together, that it locks deep within a person's brain. Music resides deep in our brain and in our hearts, and it locks and ties these memories together that we can also bring back out. I don't know if you've, I'm sure you've had this experience before where you're listening to the radio and all of a sudden a song comes on from your teenage years or your college years and all of a sudden you're singing right along with that song and you're just jamming and, and if anybody had asked you beforehand to sing the words to whatever song that was, you probably wouldn't have been like, I don't even know if I know that song, right? It's somewhere totally else, but then the music pops and, and it comes back into your brain. This has actually been proven scientifically uh, time and time again. There is a nonprofit organization called Music and Memory. Music and Memory. I'm going to share some of this in my Monday morning email to you tomorrow. Uh, but Music and Memory is a nonprofit organization that uh, gathers iPods or any kind of MP3 device uh, for uh, nursing home residents dealing with dementia. And they ask the family members, <clears throat> for, uh, for those people's favorite songs, songs from their childhood or their, their life. And there's a whole film that goes along with music and memory, and I've, I've watched some of it, I'll share it with you tomorrow, where um, people are slumped in their wheelchairs, uh, totally, totally numb to the world around them, and they put headphones on the people, and all of a sudden they're animated with life, tapping their feet uh, and singing along. It's fascinating. Music resides deep within our soul and draws out these memories that we didn't even know are within us. Music animates us. And there's a reason for this. It's a simple reason. It's because God created music. God created music. Do you know this? God made music. God created the gift of music for humanity and all creation, as you heard in the children's lesson, for all creation to be united in lifting our praises and our prayers to our God. God has gifted us with this, with this music in order to connect us with him and with one another in, in ways beyond what simple words can do. We have a God who is relational. You know this? You have a God who wants 
to know you and wants to be known by you. God is not a distant God. God is near to you. And we know this because he sent his son Jesus into this world. Jesus came into this world to walk with you, to talk with you, to suffer with you, to die with you, to live with you. Your God desires to be known by you and he wants you to know him. And music is this way that God can connect with you in a deeper way than simple words can express. And this has been the reality from the beginning of God's people. All throughout the Bible, all throughout the Old Testament, God's people are people of song. We see many songs recorded in the Old Testament after momentous occasions. (coughs) Moses, after crossing the Red Sea, when they're successfully on the other side on dry land, Moses lifts up his voice in song. It's recorded for us in the Bible. The people of Israel, they were people of song. The book of Psalms uh, was essentially the hymn book for the people of Israel. Right? They, they would sing these things at certain occasions and for particular reasons. We read from Psalm 150 today. I just want to read it again. It says this, Praise him with trumpet sound. Uh, Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The psalmist is saying, pick up something and make noise to the Lord. Can you clap? Take your hands, please. Clap them. Can you snap your fingers? Can you pat your thighs? You're praising God. If your intention is to praise God, you can do it with whatever makes noise. Whatever makes noise. If you have breath in your lungs, you can breathe those words out to God. If you have movement, you can make noise in praise to God. Music connects us with God and with his word, again, in in ways beyond what simple words can do. Yeah, we read the Bible, but we can also connect with the words of the Bible through music. Martin Luther, the reformer, he had a high view of music. He was a musician himself. Luther is quoted as saying this, we can mention only one point which experience confirms, namely that next to the word of God, music deserves the highest praise. No greater commendation than this can be found, at least not by us. After all, the gift of language combined with the gift of song was only given to man to let him know that he should praise God with both word and music, namely by proclaiming the word of God through music. (coughs) Luther understood that music was this gift from God, this gift from God by which the word of God comes into our brains and into our hearts in, in a deeper kind of way. When God's word is connected with music, it enters our lives in a different way. And when it's combined with music, it also comes out of us in a different kind of way. God's word can reside with us in a deep way when it's connected to music. This is why God's people are people of song. In Ephesians chapter 5 today, which we read in the New Testament, in Ephesians chapter 5, the apostle Paul spoke these words, and he said, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
When, when the Apostle Paul was in the city of Ephesus and writing to them, um, it was popular in secular society in the city of Ephesus, but also in other cities Paul went to, like Corinth and Thessalonica and all these places. Uh, it was popular in secular culture to have these big, big gatherings. Uh, so people would gather together and have a, a big banquet. They would have a, a large meal inviting people into their homes, probably 20, 30-some people into their home, have a big meal, and after the meal, they would drink a lot of wine. Part, part of what they did. They, they drank a lot of wine, and they offered up some of these wines to their, to their gods as offerings to them. But as they're drinking the wine, in, even in secular society, they would sing songs. And they would have people gather together to kind of give lectures, and they would have discussions over topics. They would play games. They would be entertained after the meal. Pretty simple, I suppose. It makes sense. Actually, the word for this gathering time, <coughs> in particular, uh, the time of drinking after the meal, uh, in Greek, it was called the symposium. Symposium. Maybe you've heard of a symposium before. A lot of times when you go to a symposium nowadays, it's like a conference type deal. Symposium in Greek literally means drinking together. Okay, So a symposium was a time to drink a lot of wine together and sing and make music and have these discussions on philosophical issues. So uh, what, what, was, what the early Christian church was doing in Ephesus was modeling their gathering time in a similar type of manner. The Christians would gather together in homes, have a big meal together, and after their meal, Paul is saying, don't get drunk with wine, don't fill yourselves up with wine, instead be filled with the Holy Spirit, and let your songs and praises be lifted to God and not these foreign gods. Okay? So, so Paul is saying, gather together, feast and, and fellowship, and then have your religious instruction, your discussion, and lift up your songs and hymns and spiritual songs to your God, giving thanks for Jesus Christ. It is because of this tradition uh, in the early church and because of the people of old in Israel that music is still such a vital part of our worship to this day, because when God's word is combined with music, it resides deep in our souls and it comes out of us also. This is why we have music in the church today. So obviously, uh, as I've demonstrated all throughout the Bible, music was very integral in the, in the lives of the people of God, in Israel, in the New Testament church, even in Jesus' life though. Uh, we read today uh, from this this night that Jesus was betrayed in, in uh, the Gospel of Mark, when Jesus had celebrated the Passover with his disciples before heading out to the Garden of Gethsemane, he had just told Judas, Judas, you're going to betray me. And then do you know what they did before they headed out? They sung a hymn together. They sung a hymn, it said. Likely it was something from Psalm, between Psalm 113 and Psalm 115. Those were the psalms sung by the Jews during the Passover event. So they sung a hymn, then they went out, and Jesus was betrayed. Music was integral in the life of Jesus, in the life of Paul, the early church, Moses, all throughout the Bible. So how can music be a spiritual discipline in your lives? I want to give you four ways here this morning. First of all is this. Uh, pay attention. Pay attention to the music that you're already listening to. I already told you that music is all around you. So pay attention to the music. Pay attention to the words that are being spoken and sung, the themes that you are hearing. Pay attention. 
because I already showed you that music resides deep within your soul and within your brain. So if you're listening to music that is not good, if it is spiritually dark or evil or has a message that is not conducive with a scriptural story, all of that is residing within you, deep within you. When I was younger, I I used to um, believe that I could listen to music and not listen to the words. I don't know if you ever made that argument to your parents, but I did, all right? Uh, I, I used to not believe that the words mattered. Uh, I still remember the very first day that my older brother came home from the music store with his very first CD. Now, you remember with CDs, uh, in the front cover, there would be a packet uh, with the words, the lyrics. And so as the little brother, I remember watching this happen where my dad sat down at the dining room table with my brother and read out loud the lyrics of the songs that he had brought home. And I remember watching from around the corner going, what's going to happen here? And as my brother read those words out loud, my dad said to him, son, are these words that we believe? Are these things that we value? Long story short, my brother brought meatloaf back (laughs) to the cave. (laughs) That wasn't always the case, though. I mean, later on, we we did make the case to my parents, and, you know, I think they just loosened up after a while. Then we just kind of said, we don't don't listen to the words, you know, we just listen to the beats and the rhythms and all that stuff. All right. I understand, and that's what I thought for a long time, but now as an adult... Sometimes I hear these words come on the radio. I already told you that I start singing along with songs on the radio, and sometimes I'll start singing along, and I'll, I'll realize, and I'll pay attention. I'll say, ooh, that's not, those aren't good those words. That's not pleasing. That doesn't jive with what I believe about who Jesus is and what love is and peace and purpose. This is, this is garbage, you know? The tune is great. The beat is killer, but the words are terrible right? But all of that was, is deep within me, and it's deep within you. Music resides within you. Do you want all that stuff in your mind and in your soul? All I'm asking you is pay attention to what you're surrounded with. And I'm not saying you have to be a total prude. I'm not saying you have to shut off the radio or only listen to music that just says Jesus over and over again. You can listen to other music. That's fine. But pay attention. And if you hear something, if you hear something that doesn't seem to jive with the scriptural narrative, View it through the lens of the Bible and think to yourself, I wonder what this person was going through that they wrote this song. I, w- I wonder if I, if I knew the, the, the artist who wrote this song, how would I witness to them in the Christian story and the narrative and bring life and hope and peace into their life? So you can use even that secular music as a devotional piece to get you thinking about uh, scriptural things if you're intentional and paying attention. All right, that's the first one. The second one is simple, participate in the music here at church. We make a lot of music. I'm a little bit partial. I think it's pretty good, though. Okay? You don't have to have a good voice to sing along. We try to make the music loud enough that you can sing and maybe not be heard by the person next to you. If it's not loud enough, go tell the guy in the back, hey, crank it up, all right? I'm a, I'm a proponent of loud music. So participate in the music. And if you don't feel like you can sing, clap. You can snap. You can tap on the seat in front of you. Participate. Music is best done in community. If you've been to a rock concert, you know this reality. There's that energy that comes in the room. How much more so should it be with the people of God? The third is this, though. You can listen to Christian music and hymns outside of worship. Uh, Fortunately, at this day and age, you have access to so much music 
for free or for relatively cheap. On our resources page, copperluth.org slash resources, we provided a link where you can go and listen to uh, hymns of the church uh, for free. Uh, and then Pastor Kevin and I also put together a playlist of some of our favorite contemporary Christian music. Uh, you can search for it on Spotify, the Pastor's Playlist, it's called, but it's also linked on this resources page. Finally, the last one is this, make music. Make music, make your own music. You might think, oh, Pastor, I've never taken any lessons. I don't care. God gave you the gift of music. Sing in the shower, hum with the birds, whistle while you're out on a walk, right? Make music to the Lord. The birds will teach you how to sing, okay? Go and make music to the Lord. In particular, last week we talked about memorizing the Bible. If you can connect uh, the Bible with music, it will ingrain so much more deeper within you. Actually, I did a little uh, test. Last week we assigned uh, Bible memory verses. Oh, which, by the way, I said I might call you out on if you were at church. You all passed. I trust that you did it, all right? I might call you out over coffee, though. We'll find out. But, so I took the Bible verses we handed out that my family got. I went on YouTube, and I searched for that Bible verse with the word song. So if you just search for a Bible verse with song, I, there was a song for every single one of the Bible verses that we had assigned. So there are a lot of people making songs out there already. So if you don't want to make your own music, go and search on YouTube, and you might find something helpful there. All right. Lastly, as we round out these spiritual disciplines, again, our hope is that throughout these six weeks, you found something that you can do in your daily living to grow in your faith and deepen your relationship with God. And so as you go about your daily living, go to our resource page, find something, try it out, find something, try it out. And when you have something that sticks and you're, and you're enjoying it, that will be wonderful, fruit-bearing activity in your life. And so God be with you and grant you his grace and his peace and his life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.